April Rose Speaking Podcast. What is this? This podcast is specifically about womanhood for any woman, black women, white women, all women. But understand that it's always about empowerment. All right, April Rose speaking listeners, I have a very, 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 very good treat for you today. So the person that I'm going to be interviewing today is the actual number one first person that I met and built a relationship with down in New Orleans. This girl is a rock star. Let me tell you, she's a shining star. Um, Her name, her new name is Sherelle McWilliams. And today what we're talking about is motherhood and dating. She has a very interesting story, um, a very interesting background as far as being a mother and also dating. A lot of people find this situation hard to balance. So I wanted to bring her onto the podcast because I wanted her to share with the world the absolute mm, most amazing story that I probably heard in a while when I learned her background and the journey that she took to get to be married to Mr. Carl McWilliams. So, or Carlos McWilliams. I said Carl. I'm sorry, Sherelle. Mr. Carlos, he's a sweetheart. Mr. Carlos McWilliams. So, welcome, Sherelle. And how are you doing today? I am great. April, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy that we finally got a chance to get on the podcast. I know you're a supporter of mine and you listen. And, you know, I'm so happy that you took the time today to do this podcast. So before we get started, why don't you talk to all the roses out there and kind of tell them about yourself, who you are, what you do, some good stuff like that. Definitely. Well, like you said, um, my name is Sherelle. We actually met actually in New Orleans when I was actually working in New Orleans as a recruiter. That's my profession. I've been a recruiter for over 10 plus years. That's my passion. I love doing it. Um, and then I actually, she called in. Um, she said, oh, she said, I'm on my way from Indiana and I need a job like ASAP, like yesterday. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'm about to walk out the office. I'm like, you know what? Just come see me Monday. Um, you know, I'll see what I can do. So she came in on that Monday. Um, we just instantly connected. Um, and she kind of told me her story, and I just kind of just fell in love with her at that point in time. And and we connected, and met, actually ended up meeting and going to dinner, meeting the kids, and everything. And we formed this relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think April Rose is, is a great person. Um, she has been through a lot, but she's so strong. And that's the thing I love about her. She's so strong. Um, she's so strong-willed, and she's an awesome, awesome mom. Um, despite everything that she has been through, I think she's a rock star as well. So I think that's why we connected. And I just thought it was great to see two women of color actually on the same skill as being in human resources as well, too. So I thought that was pretty awesome, too. So. Yeah, and I think that's our connection because we are in HR, um, and we're professionals, and we're go-getters. And we support each other through, like, everything. So it's just so comforting to have somebody down here when I knew no one. You know, I left family and friends and to meet and fall into the arms, so to speak, into your arms and, like, 
April, I got a job for you. This is where you need to go. And like our relationship, look at, look at where we are like a year later. It's like amazing, right? I know. And a year flew by. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, it flew by. So getting into the podcast and we're going to have to like implement this good old saying this good 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 saying that I told you when you were kind of going through a down period in your life and I was just really trying to support you and do you know the saying that I'm about to say yes go <laughs> I go <laughs> I remember I can never forget that oh my gosh like if you think hard enough or if I do it can bring tears to my eyes but it says let your next man be your best man and your last man. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have to tell the listeners the meaning behind that saying. I found it out on social media right around the time you were going through a really bad breakup. And me and you had connected and you told me about some other like dating disasters, you know. And I just need you to like maybe talk about two or three of like the the, the dating scene that you went through and the ups and downs that you went through in the journey to finding Carlos. So can you tell the listeners like about what you went through and how you pushed through that to find Carlos? Definitely. And and Um, also mention being a mom and how you balance that. Yeah, definitely. Dating, um, actually, I'm not a single parent um, and I'm going to use that word lightly uh, because Dallas, my son's name is Dallas. His dad is actually active in his life. He has an awesome dad. We co-parent. We get along great. Um, So I'm not a single parent. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just single. I was just a single, yeah. you know, black female. Right. So right. kind of started dating. I, of course, I did the online dating and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, do I really want to get out of the dating scene? So I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. So end up, you know, talking to a few people, meeting some people, and I'm like, okay, is this what dating is like? I just find like dating is actually hard. I dating is hard because you have some people that want to occupy all your time. No, I'm a mom first. My son is my main priority. You're not gonna take up all my time. Um, also, too, I'm not gonna bring anyone around my son just because we've been on a couple of dates and you think it's okay for you to meet my son. No, he's a young man. He's a young black man that's growing up in this world. So no, I'm not gonna bring anyone around my son. Um, so that was a little tough as well too because of course people want you know people want to come to your home they want to come you know hang out and chill no um, I find that um, I'm 37 years old I'm more mature you know I'm just gonna come hang out we're not gonna do Netflix and chill let's get to know each other simulate my mind as well too I want to know your goals I want to know your short term goals your long term goals where you see yourself in five years how's your credit school well, actually what is your credit school Ooh, good <laughs> you know Yes, like what's your profession? All those things. I just pretty much wanted something totally different. Um, and so I actually was talking to a guy we were dating actually for a few months, and you know the story, but I'm just gonna let your listeners know. And um, we went out on a few dates, and um, he would do things, he would, of course, you know, buy me things, you know, treat me like a queen, treat me like a lady, and, and this and that. Um, and I thought everything was going great. I thought everything was going great. Um, then it was, then I thought it was time for him to meet my son. He met my son in Dallas, you know, you liked him. I'm not going to say, you know, Dallas fell in love with him or anything like that. And I, of course, I questioned my son 
on the other side, do you feel about, you know, this person? He said, oh, mommy, I think he's a nice person or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, we continued to date and talk. And um, he met my family. Um, and my family thought he was okay. Um, my mom, you know, she pretty was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about him. Hmm. Mom's always I'm like, have I'm a yeah, yeah. I'm like, mom, I'm like, you have to get to know him. But uh, you know how we are. We just want to be happy. And I'm just thinking, oh, my family just don't want me to be happy. But sometimes, you know, your family or your friends can see something that you cannot right. see. And actually, that was the case with me. Um, I thought that this guy was the person for me. I thought that this is, okay, this is it. This is my husband. He done finally found me. Boom. We're going to start this perfect life and everything is going to be good. Fairy tale. Uh, but, of course, everything backfired. So, he texted me, actually. I was at work one day. And he texted me. He was like, um, I think you're a great person. I think you're an awesome person. You'll make somebody an awesome wife. But he was like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And, um, and I'm at work. And I'm just like, okay, well, we just had, like, a great weekend together. We went out. You met my family. I'm like, what's the deal? You know, I really didn't even question him. I just texted him back, and I was like, okay, you know, have a, you know, nice life, whatever. I really actually wanted to say more than that, but I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know me and this little, this little mouth of mine. But I said, so I said, I am not, yes, I said, I am not going to give him that satisfaction. But that's a hard and thing. And so I think a lot of women need closure. It was really hard. From that, like, with, through a text message or whatever, how he did it, like, yeah. Yes. It was like no closure. And it, it was, was really hard. Was after you, you introduced him to your family, I remember it was like this big weekend, and you was like introducing him to your family. So yes. That is yes. Like, I was like, no, no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was. And it went, and it, I thought everything went great, and it just when I get that te- when I got that text, I was fully you know taken back and caught off guard. And I was like, you know, I was at work, and then I was like, you know what? I calmed down and I prayed. I said, you know what? I said, I'm just going to just let it go. I said, because obviously this is not the person who God wants me to be with anyway. And so after that, I was real, I was heard about the situation. And so, you know, I said, you know what? I said, it's no more dating for me. I said, it's no more dating for me. I said, I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to wait for the guy that God has for me. So what I did actually is I went to God. And I prayed, and I told him, "This is what I told God." Okay, mm-hmm. um, I didn't tell him he had to be six five. He, I, I didn't tell God any of that. The, this is what I told God. It was simple. I said, "God, I said I need you to send me my purpose, not my preference." Oh. And let me elaborate on that when I said my purpose. When I mean my purpose, it's the person that God created just for me. The person that's going to love me like God loves me. And that's going to love my son unconditionally. And when I say my preference, not somebody that I prefer. Because my preference might be somebody who is six feet. He got to be tall, dark, handsome. He got to make six figures. He got to do this and that. No, 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 no. That's actually, it's, it's reality, but... I had to actually sit down and think about what would make Sherelle happy. Mm-hmm. And also my son as well too because we are packaged. We are packaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you when you're dating me, 
you actually you dating the both of us. That's how I feel. Your package mm-hmm. did. And so I went to God and I told him, I said, God, I said, send me my purpose, not my preference. I said, God, I said, if it's in your will, I said, I want my future husband and I to cross paths. So I did that and I just kind of waited and I was celibate. I said, I'm not fornicating. I'm not doing any of those things. And it was actually hard to to actually just wait, you know, and I got questioned a lot by, by family, um, and friends like okay how can you do that oh my god i'm like it's a spiritual thing you have they have this, this you do have a deep with god. connection a with god you're very much into the church and i do applaud you because you are setting an example because you're over like a junior group of girls i am i'm still over the youth yes i'm still over the youth at my church i love it so and you're I setting examples set example. like you're you're setting a roadway not only for the youth but for me too because uh, a couple of things before you move on on how you found Carlos or like what happened in your journey and you knowing that he was the one. One thing is when I noticed that you met him um, and you can bring this into your story, but you, you found him on Bumble, correct? Yes. You found him on Bumble, <laughs> so that's one. And I, and I know yes. Serena Williams is actually... Um, behind and supporting and sponsoring Bumble because the women are able to reach out to the men first so that's something that's being empowered as a woman um, and you know letting the man know this is who I am and I, I want you you know so we're waiting on them to make the move after we say hey you know we like you. so Bumble is number one and number two after you met him social media played a part because you can kind of see your relationship unraveling or not unraveling but um, revealing itself through social media and you would push him in the direction that you felt you were comfortable in or the things that you liked and I think in dating people make it this mystery thing like he needs to guess and he needs to know and he needs to find out how I am but you were like this is what I like and I like flowers yeah. and I like these types of trips and I was like go Sherelle because most women <laughs> no for real most women just kind of yeah. wait for the man to do things and you were being very proactive in how he's supposed to treat you as a woman so those are the two things Bumble you found your man um, you dated on Bumble, and also social media played a really big factor in your relationship at the beginning. So you can kind of move forward with your story with Carlos. Yeah, actually, Bumble actually, of course, played a major, major role in my husband finding me. And I said that he found me because, um, and in the Bible it says Proverbs eighteen twenty two, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing, and he obtained favors from the Lord. And I always tell him that I say I'm your favorite factor. You found me. Um, I tell him that all the time just to let him know, you know, you know. But anyway, um, and I kind of was a little a little nervous at first to kind of get on Bumble, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just try this try Bumble out because one of my ex-colleagues actually is someone I used to work with. I'm not going to mention her name. Um, she actually found her fiance on Bumble. She said, I think you should try Bumble. Let's, you know, they have some great men on there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was kind of just scrolling that particular night that we met and I was just on there just swiping and swiping and swiping, okay? Mm-hmm. So I ain't no swiping. I ain't no swiping. Yeah, girl, I was swiping, girl. I think my thumb was hurting. <laughs> 
and I was swiping, girl, and I seen, I said, oh, uh, well, he's handsome, so I kind of read his profile and stuff, look at his pictures and stuff, and I kind of can tell him, like, oh, look like he's a professional and stuff like that, I said, look like he's kind of, you know, he's humble, I kind of read that through his pictures, and so I swiped right, and he had already swiped right on me, too, so it Bumble let, let me know that he swiped right, meaning we had a connection, and so I'm like, okay, cool, well, he kind of liked me, too. So I ended up sending him a message, and my message was, was a very simple. I was like, hey, handsome. So corny. Hey, handsome. And he responded back, hey, beautiful. Aww. I'm like, mm, okay. okay. <laughs> and so we just kind of conversed that pretty much that whole day up until that night. And um, he was actually at work, and he told me what he do. And I'm like, okay, you know, he's in management. And um. And I'm like, okay. And we just kind of just, you know, continue to talk on Bumble. We actually talked on Bumble actually for a whole week. We didn't exchange phone numbers or anything like that. We just kind of, you know, continue to converse on Bumble. And then um, eventually I said, hey, I said, are you going to ask me for my number or what? <laughs> are we just going to continue just, you know, um, talking on Bumble? And um, he was like, yeah. He said, I didn't know if you know you was going to give it to me. I'm like, yeah. So we ended up exchanging phone numbers. And he texted me. He was like, hey, this is Carlos. I'm like, hey, this is Sherelle. So we started, you know, texting. And so we text for a whole week. Didn't talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. So that second week that we had met, he, he told me, he said, oh, he said, I, you know, want to go ahead and take you to dinner. Um, I was like, okay, cool. I said, you know, what you want to go to dinner at? And he told me, he said, well, you know, I get off at 7, so he said it had to be a late dinner. I was like, that's fine. I said, you know, we can probably just get something light, talk, you know, kind of, you know, see if there's a connection. Mm -hmm. So, as I'm getting ready for my date, as you can recall, April, (laughs) and I'm on the phone with you, and I was on the phone actually with Chaz, too, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go on that day. Yeah, I remember that day. I'll interrupt. I remember that day like it was yesterday. We took the kids to the circus. And me, because, you know, I dated Sam, everybody on my roses know that I date Sam. And we have went through a breakup or something like, a, you know, the back and forth at the beginning. And so, you know, after we took the kids to the circus, I think we, like, went our separate ways. So I, like, took all my clothes off and I tied my hair up with a scarf and I was laying in bed. I was kind of, like, mad because I didn't have anything to do afterwards. I'm like, I'm calling Sherelle so we can, like, man bash. I'm ready to man bash. And so then. Looking like a southern belle with pearls and a dress behind a candlelit dinner. Yeah. What are you doing? And you were like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna call you back later. And so there it goes. I yes. knew you were on a date. Yeah. And that's how it started. We actually had our first date. And um, honestly, and, and I can say this like, our first date, I knew. That was my husband. I knew he was the one. What? Um, the conversation the conversation was just amazing. We had an awesome connection. We we connected spiritually. And that's the thing that I actually love that we connected spiritually. You know, our belief in God and everything. And he respected my celibacy up until, you know, up until marriage. And um we talked and actually the restaurant actually was closing down and the waiter came he was like oh we about to close and we were just still talking like it was just like it just felt like it was just us two 
in a restaurant. That's just how and it felt. And that's good. I think that you guys did it right. You got out of that app really fast. I read tips. If you find somebody that you connect with, try not to stay in the app. Go ahead and ask for the number or the guy asked for the number. Get out of the app. So you guys follow like to the T, like how, you know, online dating um, to the T. But how did you introduce him to Dallas? Well, this is time when we, of course, we dated and, you know, we dated and um, actually, like, when he would come over to the house, you know, he would hang out at the house. I might cook or something. That particular weekend when he used to come, you know, to the house, Dallas actually would be with his dad because he would go with his dad every other weekend. So I kind of felt, I think it's time, you know, because we was getting serious and we were talking about the future and, and I had already knew that this was my husband and he already knew that, hey, this is this is the woman that I want to be with for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and so I, I talked to Dallas and I told him I said hey mommy's dating I said I have someone special in my life that I want you to meet and he was like mommy who I was like oh Dallas I said you don't know him I said his name is Mr. Carlos he said Mr. Carlos that's <laughs> <laughs> you know how yeah. he is. I'm like yes yeah. name and so what I did is um that particular it happened actually didn't go as planned we're gonna like kind of bring down to Chuck E. Cheese, and you know, and I end up getting sick. So I was actually sick. I had a bad sinus infection. I'm like, oh, we can't meet. And he was like, no. He said, I'm gonna come bring you some medicine, bring you some food, and you know, just make sure you're okay. Take care. Yeah. I was like, Such okay. I said, but that, yeah. I was like, well, Dallas is here. He was like, sure, that's no problem. And so he came. Um, he met Dallas, and he actually had break Dallas a gift. It was slime. I'm like, you brought slime? Girl, he brought Dallas some slime. As a gift. <laughs> right, and as mom, you know how we are. And I know particularly yeah. how we are about your house. And I'm like, slime? I'm like, you know, I'm OCD. So, girl, Dallas had the slime all on the couch. She was like, oh, thank you, Mr. Carlos. Oh, I love slime. <laughs> and I'm up there like, that really, cool it was not, it was so sweet, but I was like, slime? He really? got cool. And so he just Carlos got, got cool. Yeah. He really did, cause Dallas, Dallas loved that time, and so we just kind of, you know, you know, hang out at the house, and you know, made sure I was okay and everything, and and we always just on the couch and everything, and Dallas was uh, on the couch and everything like that. He said, like, "Oh, mommy," he said, "Can I, can I sit, you know, between you and Mr. Carlos?" I'm like, "Sure." Aww. So Dallas, you know, he sat between us or whatever, and he was like, "Oh, mommy," he said, "Um, I like Mr. Carlos." I was like, "Okay, what's He cool, said that cool. in front of Carlos. Yeah, and Carlos like got this big cool ass smile or whatever, and like, oh yeah, I'm in there now. So that's good. Kids can pick up on energy. So he felt comfortable enough to sit between you. And yeah, you. he did. He did. He really did. And and see, and I was I was actually happy about that because I already knew like this is the man that I wanted to be with. So I was actually you know very happy that it worked out in our favor and getting to the point to where you know the way Carlos treats me and, and up until this day um he knew that I love flowers so he would give me flowers once or twice a month I get I still get flowers we're married now we only been married been married ever since August that was her bridesmaid so that was her bridesmaid woo woo <laughs> So I still get flowers to this day. He still treats me well. Um, and and the good part is I didn't have to tell him how to treat me. He knew exactly how to treat me. He opened up doors. He still do the same thing. I don't have to tell him to do those things. Now that we married, I, it, nothing's slacking. Everything is actually, it's gotten better. Good. 
it's gotten better, you know. And um, not saying that we perfect or anything like that, you know. We're gonna have our trials and our tribulations, but you know, we're gonna get through them as a couple. And I think the spiritual um, aspect it, because you guys were talking yes. about which church you guys are gonna go to, and I really feel like, honestly, you know, it has to be a spiritual connection within a marriage. Or I honestly feel it, it can work, but it'll be a struggle. It, you have to go to God. To me you have to go to the bible if there's issues and understand okay this is really laid out for us and we really need to listen to what the lord is saying you know it's not our own exactly because we're human so we could have uh you know some people may get bored in the marriage and end up having a wandering eye but you know if you understand the bible mm-hmm. god say that woman is your woman and that's who you need to go to in everything So I really think the Bible lays a foundation for you and Carlos to build your relationship. And I feel every, every, every relationship should. I know everybody don't believe in in God, but honestly, I really think that will tie you guys together. But I want to move forward and ask you, is there anything that you would have done different in that journey? Anything you would have done different if you look back on it? Is it something that dawned on you? Like, why didn't I just do this before? Like, anything honestly no the way that actually things happen the way that we decided to do things we actually decided to do things our way mm-hmm. and that's how we got married we did it our way the way that we wanted to do it not because everybody else said hey i think y'all should do this oh why y'all doing this no we did it the way we wanted to do it and actually you know what we're happy and um, and that's a good thing because even in my, my marriage that's that just recently ended i'm divorced everybody hey as of monday of this week so but i did allow outside influences you know he wasn't the best guy for me but i did i can say i did let outside influence kind of come within my marriage so i think that that's a really big statement that did it your way without outside influence. I, and, and that's and that's how I feel to this day. And also another thing I'm just gonna kinda just speak briefly on. Um I actually seen this post on Facebook actually, um, where it says that women have a hard time submitting being submissive to a man. Honestly, oh, I remember I didn't, whole submissive thing yes, on social media. Yes. I didn't have a hard time being submissive to Carlos because the way that he treated me because my thing is, I already knew that this man was ordained and God created this man for me. So it's not an issue still to this day. It's not an issue for me to be submissive to him because he's my husband, but I'm his helpmate and he and he knows that. And it wasn't hard for me to be submissive. A lot of women, actually, I heard one woman say that, oh, well, I have to be submissive. I'm not a slave. No, you're not a, you're not a slave. That's slavery days been over with. And when I when I heard that statement, I was like, wow, I said women still think these things that being submissive to your husband is being a slave. But I really feel My it's is, the type of man because if you don't have a man that's yes, it is. of your family, you it is. And, and that's and that's the thing. Exactly. I let my I let my husband lead. Guess what? I let my right. husband lead. I let him be the man. I let him be the man. Um, he he knows he's the head, and he knows that I'm his wife, and he and he knows those things. So I don't have to feel you know intimidated or anything like that to feel that oh I can't talk to my husband about anything. We talk about everything, and guess what? But we pray about everything as well too. So that's perfect because, like it says in the Bible, that the man is the head of woman, but who's the head of man? It's God. So if he's not, it's God. It's God. If he's not treating his wife right, he's gonna have to answer. If he's a spiritual man and he believes in God those decisions that he made he's gonna have to answer to God yep. so 
Exactly. Exactly. There you go. So we are at 30 minutes. We were supposed to only talk for 20, but that's why me I have like the best friends because time fly when I'm with them. Okay. <laughs> and me and her are going to lunch tomorrow so we can talk some more. But we sorry we can't take you yes. with us. But thank you so much for getting on the podcast. You are so awesome, Sherelle. Like you're thank so you. inside and out and roses i wanted you to make sure that you get on facebook instagram and follow the april rose speaking podcast make sure that you download the anchor app so that you can leave me voice messages Uh, make sure that you tag this post um, and share with your friends let everybody know about april rose speaking so i want everyone to have a very good day and i'll talk to you next time roses bye bye